for one. We are going to be looking at uh, uh, Luke as our key verse. We already started, so okay, thank you. Um, again, today, some of you may have come in late. We're having our Christmas, thanks, Miss, whatever mass. Uh, it's not a mess. It's going to be good. We're having our meal right afterwards, you may say. Then bring something I just found out. Make your way back there. It's a good time of fellowship. We're going to have a good time. Also, the ladies have done a good job in prep, and also they've done a great job in decoration. There's a backdrop, and you'll be able to get some pictures. We'll, we'll send them to you, get your picture taken. But we're doing our church directory, and some of you have been slackers because we only got like 20 pictures, and we need to finish this up. And the directory, that way you can, hey, who's that person's name, or how do I get a hold of them? We're, we're going to put it on uh, eBay and sell it for uh, uh, product people to call you. No, we're not. But... We're, going to, we're working on an electronic de- directory and a printed directory, and there'll be a way for us to communicate. Some of you have been faking it and say hi to people, but you may not have gotten their names or all that kind of stuff. So what I'm trying to say is this. One, get your pictures taken for the holidays. Great backdrop, good time with family. Two, get your pictures taken, and you do not have to be a member or anything. If you come regularly or want to be a part of this church, we're just putting in a directory, and I, let's do this. Let's get it done. So there, that's all I've got to say about that. Um, so um, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. I've always loved this song, and I love it because I, I, I love, it's not that I don't love Christmas songs more than the others, but when we really look at the carols and when we look at hymns, and I love praise and worship, so that's not an issue. This is all style. I look at the depth of words, period. And there's great words now in praise and worship songs. But I think so many times we ignore the deep theology in hymns and carols. And it's not that uh, Longfellow, who was the, and if you go see the movie or you study about him, a famous uh, poet who wrote these words, um, it wasn't the fact that he was deep in theology, but he used the verse that we're talking about that uh, angels mention, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. And he asked the question, and the question I want to ask for the next four weeks is, can we really have peace on earth? Can we really have peace on earth? And the question I have for you today is, are are you really experiencing real peace? I know how I can answer that a lot of times. I'm not telling you that's between me. You got to answer for yourself. But the thing about it is, is we struggle to find any peace on earth. I think part of the reason is because we define it wrong, but we'll get into that later. And, you know, there's, you know, again, this movie came out, the circumstances of when you look at the words of the song, it's like asking the question, is there peace on earth? Let's look at the past few years. We got a divided country. Oh, there he goes about politics. Has nothing to do about politics, but for the past few elections, we are really divided. I mean, almost down the middle. But that's just one thing. We can love each other now. Then the pandemic comes and we get divided on shot, no shot, mask, no mask. Stay near me, get away, I don't know. Um, We're divided on gender, we're divided on marriage, we're divided on about anything. Boy, you're a Debbie Downer pastor. Well, when this song was written, he wrote it during the Civil War. And so, again, we don't have to have all these factors Because even if we didn't have all these factors, we have to ask the question, can we really have peace on earth? And if so, how? And if not, why? And so 
the main crux of the song is peace on earth, goodwill towards men. You know, that means favor or grace. And we're going to look at that a little bit deeper. And you go to, and don't go there, but Luke 2.14, when the angels meet the shepherds and they say, glory to God in the highest heaven, peace on earth to people he favors. And that word glory means all praise, all dignity, all worship and honor go to the God in the highest heaven. And he wants peace. He wants you to have rest. He wants you to have natural, familiar tranquility. Sound distant to you? Yeah, it does to me also. On earth and also with people that he favors. God, that word favor means grace. I talk a lot about that because... We need a lot of grace. And everybody in the Christmas story say, how in the world does the Christmas story fit in a Genesis? We're going to be three weeks in Genesis. And it's not because the pastor's trying to be weird. I keep saying it, but we ignore how we got in this situation. And we ignore that Christmas starts in Genesis. And so we're going to take a big look at that. That peace, that rest, that quietness, that tranquility. It's familiar. Why do we long for peace? Why in our hearts is like, if only, if I could have this, if nobody would bother me or these things wouldn't press down onto me. Why is that a desire and why is that familiar for us? Because it is a familiar sound. And we're going to talk about four sounds in the next four weeks and we're going to talk about the familiar sound. The question again is, can we really have peace on earth? And the questions we're going to ask, why, how, and is it familiar? And so, heard the bells on Christmas Day. Let's, let's talk about the history of bells. And I didn't work it out today, but if somebody wants to ring the bell right before I preach, just so you wake up, okay, that'd be great. But some of you are old enough, you remember the bells that keep time. I'm just teasing. That was funny, okay? <laughs> you need to wake up, okay? All right. All right. Bells. They've been a part of society for centuries. And before you had your watch or your phone or whatever, or you set an alarm, um, the bells were a public way. They were started by pagans, and they were a, a public way. They rang the bells to ward off evil spirits. But we're talking about Christmas bells, and the word Christmas means Christ's mask, and so let's kind of go that way. And they were to communicate. I remember the college Heather and I went to, they... They had bells, and it was just beautiful. I mean, they weren't a physical bell somebody was, uh, was ringing, but I've also seen some documentaries before on bells in certain cities that they continue to ring on the hour and all that kind of stuff, and that's kind of cool. But the bells were, were rung in order to communicate the time of day, if there was an emergency, the beginning of church, the end of church, and special events. Let's talk about the Christmas bells. We're supposed to be a city on a hill. We're supposed to, uh, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. And us as Christians need to be the bells of Christ to people, to communicate. And the song says it's an old familiar song played, old familiar song. Let's talk about that for a minute. The, the, um, the sounds of creation in the beginning. That's kind of old, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, familiar, God created, a relationship, a longing for us. This is why we have this desire of why can't I have peace? And why do I desire peace? And why do I have just an inkling what true peace is regardless of what the world tells me? Peace is. 
And so the sound of creation, we see, why is that familiar? Why do I desire peace? And Genesis, we're going to be, you can go to Genesis chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 24 through uh, 26 and, and a little bit before that. But Genesis 1.27, we need to realize So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. Yes, I stress that because that hasn't changed. Not putting anybody down because they're confused or the devil is a liar. But God created us with differences to complement one another. We forget this. Why is peace familiar to us? Because we were created in the image of God. We were created for a relationship with God. We were created in covenant with God. And so then that brings us, notice we go to Genesis 1, verses 24 through 26. Then God said, let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, uh, creatures that crawl, the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And so God made the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, all the creatures that crawl on the ground according to their kinds. That's a whole other sermon series. And God saw that it was good. And then God said, let us make man in our image. Again, what I read, according to our likeness, that he will rule the fish, yeah, of the sea, the birds of the air, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. Let's look at this. First of all, two times in verse 24, and verse 26, and then if you, and if you go in the other accounts of creation, it always says, and God said. I've talked about this before. A few years ago, a scientist was on David Letterman, and yeah, you know, I've looked it up for those of you who don't know what that is, okay? But he was talking about this new theory that he had called the string theory, that everything in, in, in creation, he wasn't a believer, okay? But everything that we have in the universe was created by Sam. Isn't that interesting? God said. In older versions, God spoke. And when we understand about sounds, we, we hear the music today and we bring our voices together. It's called harmony. And this is the thing of peace, tranquility, harmony, created. God spoke into existence. And so notice another thing. The result of God creating, it was all good. It was all peaceful. And notice it was all on earth. So what in the world happened? Well, that's next week. We're just talking about the fact of why is it that peace is familiar to us? Thirty Verse 31 of Genesis says this, God saw all that he made and it was very good indeed. Evening and morning then, evening came and then morning the sixth day. See, this is where we get confused. And again, we're going to get into next week on the fact of nobody is good now. But when God created relationship, it was peaceful, it was on earth, and it was not just good, it was very good. This is why it's familiar to us, but yet we can't reach it. You go back to the original question, is peace on earth possible? And at this point and at this time in the Bible, yes. And it only takes two chapters for man to mess it up. And then you go a couple more chapters and we really mess it up and he destroys the whole earth and says what he's going to do. What happened? Like I said, we'll be talking about the fallen sound next week. Now, you're going to wonder if there's points. Yeah, and I'm giving them to you at the end. and I'm going to try, but each week the points will spell out the word bell, B-E-L-L, okay? 
And so I'll let you have fun with that. But what can we learn? What can we learn about this week? Actually, it may be shorter than we thought. I thought this was longer than that. But you never know. We got a mill. So let's look at this for a bit. What can we learn this week? Your first one. Begin with peace. If we're going to hear this familiar sound, we've got to define what real peace is. So real peace is not the fact that people aren't bothering you. Real peace is not the fact that you have enough money in the bank or that you're physically healthy or that your loved ones are physically healthy. I'm not making light of any of that. But where in the Bible, other than in American consumerism and church, do you see that real peace is that? And so it's familiar because it's old and it's eternal. And we have to begin with what real peace is. Real peace is a relationship with God that he created us for. Your next point. Ever true. See, here's the deal. The things I mentioned to you before... If my finances are fine, if my family doesn't bother me, if my job is okay, if my health or all these things are in line, then I have peace. Temporarily, because Jesus said in this world you have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world, and I give you my peace. You need to understand your next film is that it's ever true. You know, he said he's consistent. He said in Hebrews 13, 8, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You've got to begin with God's peace and realize that God's peace is always there. Back to the 23rd Psalm. Makes me lay down in green pastures. Guides my soul. Able to eat a meal in the presence of an enemy. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thine are with me. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Sounds like ever true. This is why it's familiar to us because we realize something's off. It's like when you, I got to be careful, but when you eat something and You've ate it for a long time, and it's like something's off here. That's how we feel. All creation groans for this peace. And we're like, how do I find it or how? But his peace is ever true. Next thing, your next film, a love song of God. He created us and made us for relationship. God loves us. The devil wants you to understand God hates you. He wants you to understand God doesn't like you. If that was the case, spoiler alert. Why did Christ come? Why do we celebrate Christmas? God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that who shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's a love song of God. Put it together. Peace begins with God. It is eternal and everlasting. And this Bible and book that we are looking at is a love letter to us from God and what he did. We were created for a love relationship with God. Why does he talk about that, that Christ is the bridegroom and believers that receive Christ are the bride? So whatever the devil's telling you, obviously it's a lie, but this only true peace comes from God. Only true love comes from God. And then lastly, the last part, you have the love song of, is of God, but the lyrics are a peace on earth with man. 
oh my goodness, this is the hardest thing in the world. I can't probably, and I try to be a peaceful person, but I can't go five seconds sometimes without being irritated by something and realizing, you know, I'm wrong and Holy Spirit, help me get it together. We, I, I hate these stupid posts. You know, if you were in a cabin, can you stay in a cabin by yourself and just be with God? Yeah, probably. But then you add people into the mix and what are you doing here and why are you bothering me? Peace on earth with God and with man. Mark 12, 30 and 31 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and strength. And the second commandment is just as important as this. Just as important as this. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is the one we're left with, guys. And God's not going to give us something that he's not going to help us to do. But we've got to start working on this. I'm talking about myself. You know, on the fact of, yeah, it's easy to be at peace with God when nobody's around. But with man, not so much. It's easy to get the grace of God on whom he favors because I'm saved and I've been saved by his grace. But what about giving grace to others? And I'm talking about myself. And why did I have to learn Colossians 3.13? You must make allowances for each other's faults and forgive the person who offended you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must also forgive others. The lyrics of peace on earth with God and with man. I think today we need to ask the question, What peace am I aiming for? If this Christmas I can have the peace that everybody likes what I got, or nobody gripes, or because we're so divided we don't talk about this or that, or that person leaves soon enough so nothing happens, okay? Why don't you begin with peace? Why don't you begin with, you know, this is difficult, and I am trying to measure peace whether they like a gift or whether we don't talk about this subject, or whether I can keep my mouth shut, well, it just be like, you know what? It's got to begin with me. We're going to have a time of invitation here in a moment, and if you don't know Christ as Savior, you don't have peace. We're all dealing with the fact that all creation is groaning, it says in Romans, you, Jesus Christ is the only peace you will ever have here on earth. And for eternity, you need to admit you're a sinner. We're going to talk about that next week. Believe that Christ died for your sins and rose from the dead and call him and ask him to be your savior and the Lord. But again, I think most of us have done that. See what I'm saying? The lost person's looking for peace. They're created by God in the image of God. But what about us believers that we know the answer, but yet we don't start our day and we don't start our difficult times with looking for godly peace. It's just like, Leave me alone, or may my gas tank be full, may my bank account be full. That's not a way to measure peace. The way to measure peace is, am I saved by Jesus Christ? Is the Holy Spirit in me? Am I walking with him? Again, going back to the 23rd Psalm, is the Lord my shepherd? So how many of you are beginning with peace, either salvation or every day beginning peace? You may need to start this week and today and right now. I have to give myself little pep talks all the time on the fact of, look, you know what's right. Holy Spirit's going to help you. James says, submit therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee. 
So it's not just like, God, just make me a nice person or make me not be grumpy or gripey. Gripey may not be a word, but I like it. Okay, but here's the deal. It's like God's telling me, why don't you start acting right and I'll help you. Begin with peace. Begin with seeking his peace. Another thing, ever true. Why don't you this Christmas season decide, regardless of how much money you have or you don't have, regardless of how your health is or how your health is not, regardless of what's going on in your life, that's not how you measure peace. Why don't you realize, and some of you have had, some of you have had some bad Christmases, and some of you have had some bad years, and we don't need to make light of that. But why don't you just say, the only way I'm measuring peace is with the everlasting Father who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Next, I know you're hearing the love song. I know everyone here, no matter how standoffish they are, no matter how gruff or how friendly they are, you are designed for a love relationship with God first. And like the country music song, you're looking for love in all the wrong places. For, uh, Matthew 6.33 says this, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Why don't you go back to your first love? Again, if you haven't ever received Christ, do that. But a lot of us every day, if we're not choosing to begin with the peace of God in our lives, that means we're not choosing to let God be first in our lives. You need to ask today, how is that happening in your life? And then this is the hard one. This is the real hard one. The lyrics of peace on earth, goodwill with men. Because you know what? That means you're going to have to be alert. I don't mean worried. You're going to have to be alert on the fact of I need to actively be seeking the peace of God. Why did I have to learn scriptures like, oh, no man, anything but a debt of love for the one who loves has completed the whole law. And if possible, so far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Hate that verse because it starts with, if possible, I'm taking if any opportunity, I wish it could take this out as, as much as it depends on you. How well do you know the lyrics of peace and how actively are you doing them with God and with man? The song and the condition are still true. And the question is, are you really experiencing peace on earth? Because I think you can. I just think you can't do it without God because it's a familiar sound that we were all created in the image of God for relationship with God, for relationship with each other. So I've got questions for you today before we close here. Let's put those up there. Are you starting where you began? Those of you that know Christ, you remember when you got saved. And you remember that peace that you have. And I try to tell a lot of people, feelings are great, but feelings can be all over the place. And if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And so you remember the peace of God when you got saved. Well, guess what? It's a peace that we can have every day. Are you starting where you began? You were created for relationship and peace with God. Next question. How familiar are you with real peace? How are you measuring? Let's take everything off the table and just say, God, am I good with you? Am I good with man? Next question. How much in love are you with God? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So many times we love family, we love things, we love activities. None of that's bad, but we need to put God first. Next question. How well do you know, I can't read it. How well do you know the lyrics of peace? 
please do not define peace according to the way the world is because peace, the way the world goes, is shut up and go along to get along. You need to be with peace with God first and then you can be with peace with man. As we stand on our feet and have a time of invitation,